Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com backslash Bobo Audio Presents. There are over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3s, which you can play either on your MP3 player or on your computer. Let's do it. This is Will here at Bobo Audio Presents. It is September 6th, Tuesday at 527 Central Standard Time. How's everybody doing? Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a good Labor Day weekend. Mine was quiet, low-key, a little rainy, but eh, it is what it is. We're It's like now I guess it's uh, fall. We're in fall, even though it's still hottest, still pretty hot outside here in Florida. We are now in September, looking for the fall clothes, looking for the big man clothes, pull them sweaters out in those long sleeve tees, looking forward to it. That's, that's my kind of weather. Get rid of this humidity, looking for that wind chill, all about the wind chill. Wind chill makes me happy. All right, let me just adjust the mic here. Okay, back to it. All right. So how y'all doing? I'm doing, I'm doing okay. I, I finally did get a job. It's, it's nothing's signing the paperwork today, getting put in the system, but I'm going back to Gap Inc., working at a local Old Navy store here in town. It's part-time, but, you know, it is what it is. Looking just to get, I just need to get work, some cash flow going you know, work history going again, and just so I can get back into the routine of living. Of course, it's great uh, timing. Getting old. Since my is mom started, and tough I thing mean that too. sarcastically, because my mom started especially for chemo myself, last Friday. Turning 40. And the first time she did chemo, she was, eh, the okay. Big, but sort of switch where I've, you know, I guess maybe i just been so long ago since she so started turning 40. Uh, my hair. She was doing the fine until like hairs had just kicked she in. She had chemo Friday. Like I've got hairs. She was doing out of my fine nose, over the weekend. Ears to wear. And then just the fact now that I have to spend time grooming my nose, and grooming my ears, leaves well, me in a great bit Monday, of despair. So, yes, yeah, Sunday that night, as I've gotten older, my started my having these body aches, severe body aches, pains, and my knees in the morning had have occurred more. I've had tendon issues today, in both just sort of Achilles out of it. tendons issues in both feet. Threw up a little bit Pretty this much morning, and don't know if it's chemo related. Chronically, or the last couple of being years, all related now. or what? Oops, excuse me. She would, and then as you get older, well until she finally got to where you know, she could at least all the things she used to be able to tolerate. You just can't tolerate anymore, and 
as gross as it is, I get diarrhea just all the time now. Like that um, Louis C.K. joke when he goes to the doctor and the doctor asks him, um, you know, how's your bathroom habits? And Louis says it's just, every time I go, it's just an emergency. It's just constant emergency. So that's getting old. That's getting old. All right. Let's uh, move on to topics and stuff in the news. I guess for me the big thing over the last week has been Colin, uh, San Francisco 49er quarterback Colin Kaepernick and his um, refusing to stand for the national anthem protest. And while the issues he brings up are valid. And, of course, he has a right to. You know, being we're the United States, he's got his right to express himself how he sees fit. And that's fine. For me, though, it's just... And, the fact, in recent months, he has been more socially active on social media. It's just the fact that, you know, when he first got into the league and when he first, you know, first got into the NFL, let's just say he wasn't as socially active as he was. Because more often than you not, more often than not, you would find pictures of his shoe collection, him at parties, him in, you know, just the standard celebrity BS type of pictures and posts and whatnot. And that was what was important to him then. But the grave reality of it all is cops have been, you know, when he started in the NFL, cops were killing black people then. There was social injustice then. Where was he then? Only now that, you know, now that it's a big issue, now that he's, you know, all of a sudden, oh, now he's aware. Now he's not going to stand for the national anthem. That's... How you make a change is not standing for the national anthem. That's all. That's what you're doing. Not getting into the community. Not going to a protest. Not just, you know, doing more. To me, it's not about the protest. It's I don't think he's doing enough. It's gonna, and no offense. You're no longer the starter. You're halfway out the door. Your contract's guaranteed. So you have nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose by just being... If you got something to say, say it. Don't just be a little wuss and just, I'm not going to stand up. You probably got caught sitting down and then you came up with some hackneyed excuse why you didn't stand up. So you're like, I'm protesting, idiot. I don't believe you. But you do have a right to do it. People have a right to support you. People have a right to demonize you. You know, I think I thought you were a hack crap quarterback then. I think you're a hack crap quarterback now. That's my take on Colin Kaepernick. The other uh, YouTube... Uh, YouTube. The other topic in the news is something that's popped up recently not going to be important to most people 
But um, for people in social media, people doing making YouTube videos, um, YouTube has apparently always been very advertiser friendly, and they've recently been demonetizing a bunch of pages that they've deemed inappropriate. And by inappropriate, it's literally anything, as far as I can tell, it's literally anything that could possibly offend anyone. So if you talk about news-related stories, if you talk about um, suicide, suicide prevention, if you talk about anything deep or anything that is advertiser-unfriendly, uh, YouTube will demonetize, they won't necessarily... Uh, remove the page, but they will take away the ability to get ad revenue from the page. And the big issue was the fact that, not that they had been doing it, that they had been not telling people they had been doing it until recently. So only recently have people, you know, YouTube uh, producers have been getting the notifications that their certain vi their videos were being demonetized and that only now and and some of these videos have been demonetized for long periods of time without them being even known that they were demonetized and which basically and which is something YouTube has technically a right to do but in a sense it's also censorship because it's taking it's basically shutting down blocks of, you know, YouTube producers who, for simply talking about news, talking about their personal lives, talking about sensitive things, they're basically, their revenue streams are now being cut. And for, you know, and for the bigger ones, YouTubers, it's not a big deal, but for the smaller you know, people who are, you know, just get, you know, who probably aren't necessarily living off of YouTube, but are at least just trying to build, you know, build a social media brand, build a, um, a web presence. It's, you know, it's a big kick in the balls. So in the short of it, YouTube bad. Just stop being a dick and just, and let me just say that there are um, uh, appeals, avenues that they can take for this, but it's more the controversy, the fact that they've been do that they have been demonetizing these pages for long periods of time, and only now have they really made an attempt to notify the producers that they've been doing so. <sighs> and for me, it's a big, somewhat of a big deal. Not really a big, big deal, but I've just recently started making, uh, tr attempting to make YouTube videos. Not, you know, particularly great ones. They've only been gaming related where I've just live stream, you know, just recorded myself playing games. And there's not even audio to them, per se, other than the actual game audio. There's no commentary by me as I haven't really uh, figured the best way out how to do that yet. I was just trying to... I'm just trying to put content on there just so I can get a little something. And just let you know, not that it really matters, but the grand total of my whole web presence right now from 
affiliate advertising and YouTube as a whole is a grand total of approximately four cents. So, because I think I've made, from what I've seen, I've made a whole penny from YouTube and three cents from one of the uh, advertising affiliates. So, yeah. The internet, that's where it's at. Let's see where we are. Where are we? Where is my... So we're 12 minutes in. Okay. Let's move on to the uh, bitch of the week, which goes to actress Lena Dunham from the uh, TV show Girls. So, there was a... a, a uh, Lena Dunham and Odell Beckham Jr., wide receiver of New York Giants, were at a get the Met get the Met the Met Gala in New York, and apparently, uh, uh. She is, a, she basically made this whole big deal that Odell Beckham Jr. ignored her. And she, and that because he ignored her because she was wearing a men's tuxedo. Or, you know, you know how women wear pantsuits and look, you know, try to look like men. That whole thing in the fashion-y sort of sense, but. And she was put, she wrote this article about how. A, he was, like, she's some big shit that he didn't want to meet, you know, and she said, oh, was he shy, is he, and it was alluded to that maybe he's gay, and she sort of backtracked in saying that she wrote it from her perspective of wondering why he didn't want to meet her, well, I'll tell you why, it's because you're, you're a pretentious actress, and your show's pretentious, and you're full of shit. I didn't want to call you a cunt, but you're a bit of a cunt. And, you know, you're not... Yeah, you're dumpy. And no offense, you're dumpy. You're in New York City. He's Odell Beckham Jr. He's a sports guy. He can get tail. And no offense, you, you know... He's a football guy. You're a pretentious feminist, whatchamacallit. And that's very uninteresting to most normal men. You know, normal men, not cis men, not cisgendered, normal men, normal heterosexual men. And let me get into this for a second. I'm not homophobic, I'm not racist, but creating words just to make yourself feel better, you know, like, you know, creating a label for everybody else because... You know, you have a label because being trans, you have the label of being transgendered. Now you want to label everyone else. Yeah. You know what? You're a tranny. You know. And that's fine. From and and I'm a guy. I'm a, I'm a dude. I'm a normal dude, because that's what normal is. You can live your life, I can live mine, but normal is normal. Men, women, normal. You can still get married, I don't care. But I'm not using the word cis. In any way, the reason 
Odell Beckham Jr. was not interested in you is because probably he, A, he didn't know who you were, B, you're not that attractive to be interested in, and probably never watched your, you know, girls, a pretentious show about females, and he's a football player, so, you know, simmer down. She was, okay, so Lena Durham, only bitch of the week. Let's move on to D-Bag of the Week. And the first D-Bag is... Uh, Canadian sportscaster Scott Oak. From an article, Huffington Post Canada, August 18th. So, almost a month ago. A couple weeks ago. Uh, Canadian sportscaster Scott Oak... Uh, committed a faux pas after bringing a track and field athlete to tears with a reference to her, devo to her divorce. Canadian uh, hurdler, track and field star Nikita Holder crashed into a hurdle halfway through her women's 100 meter hurdle semifinal event, falling down in the standings and ending her Olympic dream. She ended up getting up, pushing herself across the finish line, but failed to place in the race. If it wasn't bad enough, uh, during the CB Canadian, Broadca Canadian Broadcasting Corporation post-race interview, um, it started with a question that could not have been more inappropriately timed. Quote, Your marriage broke down. You became a single parent. How did your Olympic goal help you get through all that? And he was referencing her short-lived marriage to fellow Canadian track and field star Justin Warner, who she married shortly after they competed in the 2012 Games. Together, uh, Nikita Holder and Justin Warner have a two-year-old son, Cadence, who a Holder now raises with the help of her parents. Holder answered Oak's questions with grace and even laughed off her loss, but social media was less forgiving. So, this jackass, you know, brought up, you know, she just, you know, flopped on her Olympic dreams and he brings up her divorce. Idiot. Scott Older, or Scott Oak, Canadian sportcaster, you were my first D bag of the week. D-bag number two is Martin Blackwell. He is a Georgia man who doused a gay couple with boiling water in their sleep. He was, he was sentenced to 40 years in prison. Martin Blackwell was found guilty of eight counts of aggravated, aggravated battery, two counts of aggravated assault in the February 12th attack on Anthony Gooden Jr. and Marquez Tolbert. Both Tolbert and Gooden suffered second and third degree burns as a result of the attack. Martin Blackwell had been dating Gooden's mother at the time of the incident. Um, what would happen was um, Martin Blackwell, they, he had been staying with the Goodens because he was dating Gooden's mother 
and apparently he came out of the bedroom and saw uh, Tolbert and Gooden making out or something or sleeping together or something. And he went and got a boiling pot of hot water and poured it on them in the bed. And they were severely, severely injured. Second, third degree burns. Apparently they ended up, some one of them had to get skin grafts or something like that. It was just bullshit. But now this homophobe can spend the next 40 years thinking about it. Martin Blackwell, D-Bag of the Week. Alright. Let's move on to the two schadenfreudes of the week. And the first bit of schadenfreude goes to Hope Solo. If you don't know, she during the Olympics she made the comment after the women's team lost to Sweden about how the Swedish team were cowards because they played, you know, a defensive game, didn't attack, they just sort of played a low-key, slow-paced defensive game, and Hope Solo called them cowards. And Hope Solo, throughout her career, has just basically been a troublemaker. She's got domestic violence charges against her, still pending. And she's just been sort of a hothead. Um, you know, she's talented, but she's a hothead. And uh, the U.S. Amateur Olympic team basically... Um, Kicked her up, terminated her contract, kicked her off the team. So basically her Olympic amateur career is, for all intents and purposes, done. And there's a video on uh, Yahoo showing the moment when she first hears about it. And how she, you know, all, you know, she's flipping out about it and... And if you don't remember, schadenfreude is when you derive pleasure from other suffering. So Hope Solo, I am thrilled you're no longer a member of the U.S. Olympic team. Schadenfreude all around. And the second case of schadenfreude of the week goes to Judge Jerry Collins. She is the judge of in, here in Florida because... Uh, what did she do? She berated a... Let's see. Let me get the whole... Find the incident here. She berate... She reprimanded and jailed a... Domestic abuse victim for failing to testify. And she was, she has been reprimanded by the State Supreme Court of Florida. Um, there's a video showing Judge Jerry Collins berating the crying, pleading woman who said she was too anxious to face the man who allegedly strangled her at knife point in front of her baby. So, um, And she didn't, basically, this woman who's a domestic uh, violence victim didn't show up to the to testify. 
Um, Judge Collins basically went and ordered her arrested, brought in, and she berated her for wasting the court's time, and she gave her contempt of court for like three days or something like that. And so she would, and so this judge, Judge Collins, was reprimanded. by the state supreme court she has to take like anger management i mean it's a slap on the wrist still but anger management and some other bs sort of thing but it's something you know judge jerry collins you're also the you're I, you know since she you know she's technically not the bitch because Bitch of the week because the incident happened way back when and earlier this year. But, you know, I get shunned from, from the fact that she's been punished for it. Or she's been publicly reprimanded and hopefully she'll get voted out. So Judge Collins, you are another schadenfreude of the week. Alright, let us take a break. Okay, time for some advertising again. <clears throat> Sorry. Today, for you, the listeners of Bobo Audio Presents, Audible is offering a free audiobook download and a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out the service. I'm not a member because I don't really listen to audiobooks, but you guys do. Let me tell you what I've been reading. I'm still into real regular books. Or ebooks, but here's what I'm reading. Here are the books I'm reading. All right, one of my favorite books recently is "Please Look After Mom" by Korean author Kyung Suk Shin. It's on Audible. You can get that for free. Be forewarned, you'll cry through the entire book. I did like a baby. I recently purchased her next book. I'll be right there. Both are set in Seoul both during different time periods. Oh, pardon my losing it there. But uh, both are great. Please Look After Mom was an amazing book. I'm sure, and I haven't, I've purchased, but I haven't read. I'll be right there yet, but I would, I pretty much, I would highly recommend it also. Just because her style and it's just the imagery. It's just. As a Korean American, it just hit me pretty freaking hard. The name is Kyung Suk Shin. Both books are available on audible.com. Another book I would re recommend is um, Silver Lining Playbook my, uh, by. Uh, let me look it up. I totally am prepared, but let me look it up. Uh, da -da -da, sorry, sorry. Matthew Quick, Silver Lining Playbook by Matthew Quick. Also here on audible.com. I read that book. Great book. I highly recommend that book as well. Yeah, I do. I recommend it. You should get it. So, to download your free audio book today, go to audibletrial.com backslash Bobo Audio Presents. Again, that is audibletrial.com backslash Bobo Audio presents 
for your free audiobook today. And we're back. All right. It's that time of the year. College football. Roll Tide. So let, and one of the new segments is I'm going to do a college football top five. I'm not going to, you know, I don't have the energy and the inclination to do all 25. So I'll just get to the nitty gritty and talk about the five best teams I think are in college football that this week, right now. Who could be the national, if the national champion was declared, you know, they were to duke it out today, who would be the five teams I'd want to see duke it out? All right. Let's start with the obvious. My first team in the Bobo Audio Presents College Football Top 5 is the University of Alabama. They opened up the season um, Saturday night against... Who did they open against? Oh, they opened up against the, the University of Southern Cal. And it started off a little rough for Alabama. They started off rough. Didn't look good early. But we got a new starting quarterback in Blake Barnett. He struggled a little early, so they made a change to a young man named Jalen Hurts. Number two. Remember that name, Jalen Hurts. He, uh, he was pretty good. He was pretty good. And what a slow starting first half. I believe it was 17-3 to at halftime after the slow start. Ended up being a 52-6 to route. Uh, Saturday, I jokingly, I jokingly uh, tweeted the prediction before the game. It would be a 49-9 to win for Alabama. Just jokingly thinking that out, thinking that it would be just that level of blowout. And by 40 points, much less like 50. Two to six. What is that? Forty-six points. So Alabama beat the spread by a, an additional six points in the blowout. They scored more points. They held the USC to even fewer than I thought. Fifty-two to six, Alabama over USC. So Alabama's the first team. My second team, Florida State University. They played last night, Labor Day night, against Ole Miss. Ole Miss led that game, what was it, 28-13 to 13 at the half. At one point, it was 28-6. 28-6 at one point. And they also have a true freshman starting. And what's unique is they, their starting quarterback from last season is still on the team. But they went ahead and made a change. Or one of their starters from last season. They might have had, you know. But any the... They made a change. They got a new guy. I forgot his name. But he started out rough early on. But it ended up being a final score of 45-34. to 34. So after the slow start, after 28 being 28-6, to 6, ended up being out. Ole Miss was outscored 39-6. to 6. In the second half, wow. Extraordinary game, extraordinary game. So Alabama, FSU, the first two teams. Next team, Clemson. They're, you know, poll, in the polls have them, I believe, number two overall. I've got them, they handled Auburn. 
in a very workmanlike, I believe it was a 19-3, win. Um, Auburn did a good job of slowing their offense down, but they not enough to the where they didn't win the game. It's one of those games where a good team, you know, doesn't necessarily score 50 points, but they do enough to win. Good teams do that. They do enough to win. And that's what Clemson did. So they're the third team. Next, Ohio State. They're a good team. They blew somebody out. I don't even know. I didn't watch. I didn't care. But they had a cream puff game. And they blew out somebody or another. So Ohio State's next. So we got Alabama, FSU, Clemson, Ohio State. And sort of a not a conventional choice. Not Maybe a little undeserving, but I'm going with my gut and because the way they played and I watched the game. Texas is my fifth best team in the nation. They uh, went toe-to-toe with 10th-ranked Notre Dame and just chewed up the ground on the running the ball and they went toe-to-toe scoring points, led by 10 points at one. They led 31-28 at one point, but turnovers got Notre Dame back in it. And they had a chance to ice it late um, when it was, I want to say, 37. They took a lead late, you know, when it was uh, 35, 31, Notre Dame. They scored a touchdown, making it 37-35, but the extra point was blocked, and Notre Dame returned it for a two-point conversion, tying the game at 37 and then goes into overtime in Texas Texas outlasts Notre Dame to win 50 to 47 shocking shocking but a tremendously entertaining football game tremendously entertaining football game so the top five teams in the nation in my opinion in the my opinion Alabama, Florida State University, the University of Clemson, Ohio State, and Texas. And the and I'm putting out one honorable mention this week goes to the University of South Alabama for beating Mississippi State on the road at Mississippi in Starkville, 21 to 20 last week, last Saturday. Amazing. Congratulations to the USA Jaguars for that. All right. Let's move along to talk about video games a little bit. Video games, namely Xbox One games, because I recently got an Xbox One. I've been buying up cheap games left and right as much as I can. So I'm just buying them up. Talked about some last week. Talking about a couple of uh, betas that are out there now. If you don't know, a beta is sort of a pre-release, or beta, or alpha in this case, because they're both two um, sort of, um, they are pre-release versions of the game. And what a lot of companies companies are doing now is allowing gamers to play these alphas and betas, having free weekends, in order to sort of test drive the game, test drive their network service, test drive the gameplay, 
you know, sort of a bit of a teaser, appetizer, just so people can get a feel of the game, have an opportunity to see it in the early stages, and help with the game's development, locate bugs, and get game, you know, street ready for their releases. Titanfall 2 had a pre-alpha um, two back-to-back -back weekends, the 19th to 21st of August, and then the 26th to 28th of August, they had their second alpha. I only played it the first, only had a chance to play it the first weekend. Um, and like I said, I, maybe I mentioned this last week, I don't remember. It was sort of a game, it's a game where they have the big mechs, mech units, which you can use also. It's, it's a first-person shooter, you can play first-person, you know, but you also get mechs in the game. And it was a gorgeous game, looked great. Looked fun. It looked enjoyable, to the point where I consider I'm still considering possibly buying Titanfall One, but I don't know if there's. I'll have to investigate to see if people are still playing that or not, because I believe the first Titanfall is multiplayer only. I believe Titanfall Two will have a single single player um, game, but the first Titanfall was multiplayer only. So hopefully, there's still a, a community there that if I do buy the game, that I could still play it. Uh, the second beta, um, EA has got their Battlefield 1 beta going on from August 31st through September 8th. A couple more days. That'll be live. i played it a couple times. Um, set in World War II, the maps I've played so far have been desert maps Sinai ma in the Sinai Peninsula. World War One, Turkish versus British forces. Um, the game's pretty cool. They've got World War One level tanks. World War One type vehicles, weaponry. It's a battlefield game. It's a first-person shooter game set in World War One, but it's pretty fun. I enjoyed it. Had some huge maps. Um, problem is I stink at first-person shooters, so it's in that sense it wasn't as fun. It's something I'd have to get get find a squad of good guys to play with, fun guys to play with. Then maybe I'd get into it more. Some other games I've been playing. I purchased disc version games. Um, FIFA 16. They had that on sale at Best Buy for $15, which for an Xbox One game, most recent sports version of FIFA. Not normally a soccer guy, but at $15, I gave it a shot, and it was surprisingly fun. Surprisingly fun. It's got a lot of teams. It's got. It also has the USA women's team on it. So, who knows? Ironically, I might get to play as Hope Solo. Probably not. But anyway, we'll move on to that. FIFA 16, pretty fun. Another game I bought, Witcher 3: The Wild Hunt, it was on sale for 24 bucks. So I went ahead and bought it. Which then I realized why it was on sale because. Witcher 3, the complete edition, came out like a couple days later at the full price of 50 but it, that one had the complete DLC on it. But, you know, I don't necessarily need all the DLC. This one's cheaper. I got it, so haven't played any, haven't had a chance to look at it yet. I took it out of, it's actually still in the wrapper. Let's see what else I got here. And then Redbox has been having the sales recently, and I bought a couple games off of Redbox. Uh, Mortal Kombat X. I have that on PC, but I ordered it on Xbox because it looked sort of fun. 
next gen. I went ahead and got it. Hadn't had a chance to install it yet. Mad Max. This was one of the games I got when I first bought the Xbox and I sold. I sold Mad Max for 25 I rebought it for 9 So it's an acceptable turnover. And another game I bought, Batman Arkham Knight. Again, I got it new when I bought the console. I sold it for 18 15 but bought it again for 6 so a decent turnover there. I also recently bought a Gamefly's having a bit of a sale too, and I bought NHL 16. Has it only got shipped today, but it'll be coming soon, so I'm going to be giving that a whirl. I still got the original, the Tomb Raider reboot definitive edition, and I still got Rise of the Tomb Raider, which I haven't installed yet, which I still might sell, but. I might sell these and not install them. I haven't decided yet, but I like the new reboot of Tomb Raider. I think I have the first Tomb Raider on PlayStation 3. I think I do. I do. But uh, I might. that's one of the reasons I might sell it. But it's... Excuse me. <coughs> but we'll see how that plays out. Let me move along here. Six... 30 Central Standard Time right now. I need to be done by 7. Because my mom will be back. And I need to help her. So moving on. Um, No music to talk about this week. No internet, YouTubers, or webs interesting websites to talk about this week. Haven't really looked. But I'll try to update that. I'll try to be more uh, cognizant of my... Uh, you know segments that I've created that I haven't really followed up on like I should have but I'll try to do that again next week or next podcast I shouldn't say next week I don't know when I'll record again nothing shopping wise no podcasts to talk new podcasts to talk about I haven't I've just since I haven't been I used to watch listen to podcasts when I was on the bus and walking around you know going to work going back I listen to podcasts then you know, when I'm home, I'm watching TV or playing video games or asleep. So I just don't have any of me to sit there and listen to them like I should. Because there are a lot of great podcasts out there that I enjoy. Which I feel guilty about because they're like, I'm like 50 behind in all of them. Um, but just don't listen to them like I want to or should. No named man crush, but I do have a woman crush of the week. Uh, actress Eva Green. She'll be in the upcoming Tim Burton movie. Uh, what is it called? Eva Green. In that movie that looks like, you basically, it's X-Men, but in a fan, uh, here we go. Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. It looks sort of interesting, but it's a Tim Burton film. When Jacob discovers clues to a mystery to a mystery that spans different worlds and times, he finds Miss Peregrine's home for peculiar children. But the mystery and danger deepen as he gets to know the residents and learn about their special powers. You know what? We'll call that our movie of the week. Miss Peregrine's home for peculiar children. Uh, it also it comes out September 30th. Later this month. 
We'll call that our movie of the week. Oh, hang on. Sorry, I'm doing stuff. All right, anyway, never mind. All right, back to it. And actress Eva Green. She was also in, what was she also in? 300, The Rise of the Empire. She was in Dark Shadows. She was also on the TV show Penny Dreadful. Playing Vanessa Ives. She was Vesper Lind in Quantum of Solace and Casino Royale. She's got this uniquely unique look about her. She's sort of Attractively unattractive. I don't mean she's not unique. She's uniquely attractive. I'll say that. You know, she's got a wonder. She's a unique, a wonderful presence on screen. I should say. And that's why I'm crushing on her. All right, I think that'll be that'll be enough. I basically. Uh... Oh, and I do have videos now. A cut to another video on the. Bobo Audio Presents YouTube page. I recorded about 30 minutes of Battlefield 1 beta gameplay, which I put up on there. I will try to put some real-world normal videos up and not just gameplay videos where I don't comment, make comments. Um, but that's it. Um, look at the links on the Facebook page or the blog. Um, by Brought to you by Bobo... Uh, Bobo. Brought to you by Audible.com, Amazon.com, PlayAsia.com. Check out the links on the blog page. Um, I haven't chosen an intro song or a mid-level song, mid-podcast song yet. I'm more than likely going to go to a um, changing using, you know, copyrighted music to, you know, public domain free music because that is the morally right thing to do. Because the songs I do use are, you know, owned and no one's officially given me permission to use them in the podcast. So I don't think I'm going to be using them anymore in podcast form, in the podcast. So I'll probably find some public domain something or other to use and use that for my uh, stuff. Anyway, that's it. 6.33 p.m. Have a good week. Have a Good day, have a good night, and I will see you all again when I see you. Bye. Bye.